Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're continuing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 fantasy football season. Time is running out, and the amount of teams we have left to cover are running out. Today, we are three teams shy of a full 32, and we are going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints. This is a really interesting offense who added Derek Carr in the offseason, but I'll be honest, there's two, maybe three guys on this team that I want to be rostering in redraft leagues in 2023. So we're going to discuss that and we're going to talk about where all these Saints rank in best ball, dynasty, and redraft leagues for the 2023 season. Now, if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You'll be notified when new episodes drop. Like the rest of our All32 NFL team previews, like our weekly golf and college football, as well as NFL content. And if you hit the like button, It'll show me a lot of support, and I really do appreciate it. Same goes if you're listening on audio and you rate and review. We are also now partnered with SignUp Expert, so if you're interested in signing up for any DFS, player prop, or sportsbook sites, head on over to signupexpert.com slash mikespicks. You'll get the best promo codes and offers for your area. And my full ranks for all 32 NFL teams are available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash mikesmoneypicks. All right, so let's go ahead and let the Saints go marching in. Let's start talking about the New Orleans Saints. But first, let's get a quick word from our friend at Spotify. All right, so before we talk about where this offense is headed in 2023, let's talk about what the Saints did in 2022. So in the 2022 season, the New Orleans Saints finished 19th in yards per game and 22nd in points per game. Just kind of a mediocre offense in the 2022 season. In terms of play calling, the Saints ranked 14th in rush rate. They were just above the league average in terms of rush rate, so meaning they were just below the league average in terms of pass rate. Now, the quarterback position has been something that the Saints have really kind of uh, struggled to figure out a permanent replacement for Drew Brees ever since Drew Brees retired. Last season, Jameis Winston started the first three games, and he didn't look bad, but they kind of went the rest of the way with Andy Dalton, who, again, didn't look bad, but he wasn't great either. So it just really wasn't a super consistent, coherent offense for all 17 games because of dealing with those two quarterbacks and vastly different styles of those two quarterbacks. As mentioned earlier, this year, Derek Carr is going to be the New Orleans Saints quarterback. So what can we expect from Derek Carr? Well, let's take a look at what Andy Dalton did last season. Andy Dalton finished 2022 as quarterback 22 overall and quarterback 26 in fantasy points per game, averaging 13.1 fantasy points in games that he started. Derek Carr in Las Vegas in 2022 finished as quarterback 17 overall and quarterback 19 in fantasy points per game. Side note, am I the only one that Still feels weird saying Vegas when referring to the Raiders. I just want to call them Oakland so bad. Anyway, Derek Carr, in his career in Oakland, has been a good, not great, real-life quarterback. And he's been an average to pedestrian fantasy quarterback. He's never finished as a top 12 quarterback in fantasy points per game. So it would be kind of hard to expect him to all of a sudden be a top 10, top 12 quarterback just because of the change of scenery to New Orleans. I'm not buying that. So Derek Carr, he's a solid option. I think he has a high floor as a fantasy player, but I don't think he has a whole lot of upside anyway. So the bottom line for the quarterback position for the New Orleans Saints is that Derek Carr is likely to continue to be what he has been in his entire career. Solid floor, low ceiling. I think he's an intriguing best ball stacking option if you were to draft an Alvin Kamara or a Chris Olave or Juwan Johnson. But in redraft leagues, he can probably be had on the waiver wire. Or if you're in like a deeper redraft league, you can have him as your backup, just as a guy that you know is going to be around and give you a decent production when you know your quarterback has his bye week. So for that reason, all things considered, 
Derek Carr is my quarterback 24 for the 2023 season. I have him one spot ahead of Sam Howell, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of considering moving Howell up a spot because I think Howell might actually have a little bit more upside. So that does it for the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and break down this crowded New Orleans Saints backfield. So in 2022, Alvin Kamara finished his running back 16 overall and running back 13 in fantasy points per game, which to the uneducated eye, doesn't sound that bad, right? But it's actually the worst finish Alvin Kamara has had in his career, and it was over three fantasy points per game, worse than any other season he has played. Even as a rookie, he was better than what he you know, performed at in 2022. What's even more worrisome is that Kamara required a massive workload to obtain those average numbers. He ranked first among all running backs in snap share, fourth among all running backs in opportunity share, and seventh among all running backs in weighted opportunities. Weighted opportunities is an important stat because what it does is it applies weights to targets versus carries out of the backfield because targets are more valuable in fantasy football. So the fact that he ranked seventh in weighted opportunities, Alvin Kamara was getting the ball a lot and he was getting it in good situations in the passing game as well as the running game. He had 77 total targets. Now he also kind of had a weird season in terms of his game log. He had a lot of dud games and he did have four games over 15 fantasy points, including one over 40 PPR points. So just a really weird season from Alvin Kamara. Even with that workload, he just wasn't able to be that great with it. Now here's the troublesome you know, fact of the matter. I don't think he's going to get that workload in 2023. He's not like the only guy available for the Saints in the backfield now. They added Jamal Williams, who finished 2022 as running back 18 in fantasy points per game, thanks to 17 total touchdowns with the Detroit Lions. He had the second most red zone touches in the league among all running backs behind only Austin Eckler. So while I don't expect Williams is going to be able to repeat that, Williams is definitely going to cut into Kamara's usage, particularly in the red zone. Now, it is worth noting Jamal Williams had never finished as a top 30 running back before the 2022 season. Like I said, he's not going to be a top 20 running back with the Saints, but he is enough of a factor to cut into Kamara's chance to be a top 20 running back. Now, the Saints also drafted Kendra Miller at TCU, who was very effective in college. And I really liked him at TCU. He's fast, he's big, he runs hard, he can catch passes. Like, he's kind of a good modern NFL prospect at the running back position. But he comes into an unknown role. Like, Kamara is a guy who is really good in the red zone and really good at catching passes. Jamal Williams is a guy who's really good in the red zone. And so, like, what's Kendra Miller's role going to be? Is he just a change of pace back? Is he just, a, you know, a guy that can spell Kamara or Williams this year? I don't really know what to make of that. For more on the Orleans Saints backfield, I highly recommend you check out my running back episode that I did, the running back sell list, because, um, spoiler alert, I don't like a whole lot of these Saints running backs. So, the bottom line is this for the Saints at the running back position. It is very difficult to see Alvin Kamara getting back to his 2022 numbers because of a multitude of factors. He's starting off with a three-game suspension, first off. Second off, he's got a quarterback now in Derek Carr that doesn't really have a high check down rate. He throws the ball much more down the field than Andy Dalton and the latter end of the, his career Drew Brees did. And he's got more competition for touches in the backfield. So he's not going to see the same amount of opportunity. He's missing three games, and he's got a quarterback who's likely to not give him the same workload in the passing game. This is just all bad for Alvin Kamara, in my opinion, in 2023. 
Now, could he still be Alvin Kamara that he was two, three years ago and be a top 10 back? Yeah, but after what happened last year, I'm just not seeing it. And so Alvin Kamara is my running back 28 for 2023. Jamal Williams is my running back 46 for 2023. Kendra Miller is my running back 51 for 2023. However, I do want to give one caveat. Kendra Miller is a guy that I would like to have on my dynasty roster because the Saints clearly prioritized him in drafting him. Jamal Williams is not signed to a long-term contract. Alvin Kamara appears to be on the kind of the tail end of his career in New Orleans, at least. So I would like to have Kendra Miller on my dynasty roster, not because he's going to pay big dividends this season, but down the road. I think he's a really good prospect, and I think that this you know could kind of open up for him in 2024 and 2025 in a way that a lot of other running backs don't have the pathway to do so. All right, that does it for that crowded running back room. Let's go ahead and talk about the Saints wide receivers. Chris Olave, rookie out of Ohio State last season, was the only Saints wide receiver to finish in the top 70 wide receivers in 2022, finishing his wide receiver 25 overall and wide receiver 25 in points per game. Olave was like really good as a rookie, and his passing profile is just like exactly what you want to see when you're drafting a guy to be on your fantasy football team. Olave earned 120 targets, which ranked 20th in the league, and he had 26.7% target share, which ranked 15th in the league. So not only did he have a pretty high workload in his rookie year nonetheless, but it was lucrative targets. He was often targeted deep, which led to his 14.0 average depth of target, which is extremely high, and led him to also being in the top 10 wide receivers with a 2.5 yards per route run. Y'all, 2.0 is like the threshold for elite in terms of yards per route run. Chris Olave was 2.5 yards per route run as a rookie. Y'all, he is really good. And I really like the future that Chris Olave has in New Orleans. And I just really like that profile as a pass catcher, as a guy who is going to earn a lot of work. And it's a lot of work down the field in an efficient, sustainable way. I am really high on Chris Olave for 2023. Now let's talk about the Saints' other wide receivers. So Michael Thomas, Slant King, is the first one that we have to talk about. Played in only three games last season. An average 17 fantasy points per game, which is... Really good. It would have ranked his wide receiver nine if he had done that for a full season. However, not to kind of rain on the parade too much, but he did average one touchdown per game in that stretch. So I kind of think it was a little bit fluky. So if you take those touchdowns away, it's just 11 fancy points per game, which is just being an average wide receiver. If you give him one touchdown, that would be 13 fancy points per game doing the quick math there. So just, I think he kind of could be due for a little bit of touchdown regression. Also, I hope you paid attention to the number that I said. He played three games last year. He's played 10 total games in the last three seasons combined. Pretty much since the 2020 season, Michael Thomas has played in about 25%. No, not even 25%. About 20% of the total games that have been played in the last three seasons. So not a guy who can stay on the field. And also, He's a guy that even when he's good, people are like hyping up Michael Thomas like he's still the really good Michael Thomas. Like when he was good, 
he required a lot of work because he doesn't go deep down the field and he's not this guy that's like a you know a jump ball contested catch type receiver he doesn't get lucrative targets so he needs a lot of targets to get home so in his first nfl first four nfl seasons michael thomas averaged 9.6 targets per game it's incredibly high and he was a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy in each of those four seasons i just don't see him getting to that number again and I don't see him being fully healthy. Like, I just, I can't envision a scenario where it doesn't matter at all that this guy's barely played each of the last three seasons and just bang, all of a sudden he's going to play all 17 games and be exactly what he was three years ago. I'm just not buying it. And so the name and kind of the hype around him have moved him up draft boards, and I'm just not in on it. Like, Michael Thomas is pretty much off of my draft board this year. The third receiver from the New Orleans Saints that I do want to talk about, though, is Rashid Shahid. He did not play until week six last season, but he ranked his wide receiver 45 overall from week six through week 18. He was like a really intriguing prospect. Um, he had an average depth of target and a yards per route run that rated very similar to Chris Olave's. Obviously, on a much smaller sample size, he was not used as a full-time player until like the tail end of the season. But you got a guy who gets deep targets pretty efficient in him, but the quarterback that likes to throw deep shots, I wouldn't mind rostering Rashid Shahid in best ball or in like deeper redraft leagues this year. So the bottom line for the Saints receivers, I'll summarize it all together. Chris Olave is entering year two and he's got a great profile. He's a guy that I want on my rosters. Dynasty redraft best ball draft Chris Olave. All of the concerns around Michael Thomas have him off of my personal draft board. In redraft leagues. I'm not drafting him in redraft leagues. I'm not drafting him in best ball leagues. I am not intrigued in drafting Michael Thomas on my team because of the health issues and the fact that I don't think he's going to get the targets that he requires to be a sustainable fantasy football wide receiver. Rashid Shahid as the third receiver is an ideal late round high upside play. You can have a guy in Rashid Shahid who catches deep passes and you know you put him in as a spot starter. He catches one ball for 70 yards and a touchdown. Boom, there's 14 fantasy points. You just got what you wanted, right? I think he's a guy who has a lot of upside because I think he has the potential to do that quite a lot. And I think he's pretty talented. Like That's a pretty good profile that we talked about with the high average depth of target and yards per route run. So for 2023, Alave is my wide receiver 12. Michael Thomas is my wide receiver 58. And Rashid Shahid is my wide receiver 76. So if you're wondering, like, wait a minute, you said you crossed off Michael Thomas. Well, I've got him there in my rankings, but I'm not drafting him personally. That's just me. So let's go ahead and take a look now at the tight end position. Juwan Johnson finished 2022 as tight end 15 overall and tight end 18 in fantasy points per game, which is interesting because Juwan Johnson was not necessarily like a super high usage player. He only played 72% of all snaps for the Saints offense in 2022, which was only 8% higher than fellow tight end Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman is now in Denver. Adam Troutman was also used primarily as a blocker. So not really anything that kind of cut into his total fantasy workload a whole lot, but definitely a guy that, you know, Juwan Johnson probably played some snaps behind Adam Troutman in certain situations. Juwan Johnson also displayed a pretty high ceiling. He had six games in double-digit fantasy points. That's not a bad profile, right? Taysom Hill is also the guy we got to talk about. He's still Taysom Hill. He's still doing his thing. He finished his tight end nine in 2022. By fantasy scoring, it was his third most productive season in his career, which seems like it's been forever. He was used on only 36% of all snaps in the Saints offense in 2022, 
and he is now 33 years old. So do I think Taysom Hill is going to repeat that? No, no, I do not. Do I think that that amount of production is that sustainable for that low of a snap rate? No, no, I do not. However, could you grab Taysom Hill off the waiver wire, start him at tight end, and get a rushing touchdown and get nine points and be happy with it? Yes, yes, you could. So at the tight end position for the New Orleans Saints, Juwan Johnson is a high upside backup tight end in redraft leagues. I'm not drafting him to be my starter, but he's a guy that I'm drafting as a backup, and I could feel pretty good about maybe I could flip this guy for a starter in another position. Maybe this guy is just a solid bye week fill-in, but I think he's a pretty solid backup tight end, what you would want in that spot. Taysom Hill is just Taysom Hill. Hopefully he's on the waiver wire. I'm probably not rostering him, but he's a guy that you can plug in in DFS and in fantasy in one week, and maybe you get 15 points, maybe you don't. It's You never know what you're going to get consistently with Taysom Hill because he plays at a very low rate of snaps, and he does a wide variety of things. Maybe he scores a touchdown, maybe he doesn't. So in the rankings, Juwan Johnson is my tight end 16. Taysom Hill is my tight end 24. All right, that does it for the New Orleans Saints 2023 Fantasy Football Team Preview. Hopefully I was able to give you guys some good information on where and how to draft these New Orleans Saints players in Redraft Dynasty and Best Ball Leagues. If you like what you saw, please hit the like button on YouTube. It shows me a lot of support and helps me out a lot. And subscribe to the channel. Whether you're listening on you know audio form or on YouTube, you'll be notified when new episodes drop. Like our last two team previews and like all of our weekly NFL, college football, and golf content. Also, if you want uh, the best promo codes for DFS player props and sportsbook sites, head on over to signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. And for the full rankings, head over, over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, that does it for this episode. 30 teams down, two to go. And we have two teams that are actually kind of very close to my heart for different reasons. Next up is going to be the Atlanta Falcons before closing with my Carolina Panthers. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and I'll see you next time.